Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod save the queen. Hello and welcome to a Pod Save the Queen fashion special. I'm your host Anne Gripper and uh, we've sent Russell Myers away on his holidays and Amber Grafland, our fashion and style director, is here with me so we can just talk about lovely dresses. Yes, nothing's going to get in the way, it's just about the fashion today. Just about the fashion today because it is only three weeks until Princess Eugenie walks down the aisle at St George's Chapel yes. to become a married lady. I expect she's getting very nervous. And excited. She yeah. should have had her last fitting, probably, or the last proper poking yeah, about fitting so, for yeah. her dress. Most normal people would have done, although there's, you know, there is that last minute, just try it on, just, just to be sure that you've not had too many donuts or lost too much weight because you've yeah, been too stressed about things. Yeah, quite often get lose more weight, don't they? Because the whole build-up and the anticipation. So she may sneak in another fitting, you never know. Well, and you'd imagine that she will be getting the best care and attention sure. from whoever that designer may be because yes. they will be on a world stage once again. It's an amazing shop window for a designer to have, as we saw with McQueen, for yep. Kate Middleton, for Givenchy with, with Meghan, and, you know, going going further back, you know, everyone still talks about the dresses from the 1980s, the Emmanuels and, and Princess Diana's in particular. Yeah. Sarah Ferguson, Eugenie's mum, I think it's probably fair to say we remember the dress more than the designer, because it was an extravagance of... 80s over the <laughs> top it really was yeah i mean you've got to you've kind of got to think about the decade you're getting married in and some decades are kinder than others should we just leave it at that but it's it, yeah the pictures on that day were very joyful sadly yes. it obviously didn't work out for for them as a married couple no. sarah and andrew but they do seem to remain the best of friends and will obviously be there to yeah, they have definitely had the best of divorces yes to share their share their daughter's big day yeah um so Eugenie and Jack, they announced their engagement in January, posed up for that, you know, lovely royal royal picture announcing the engagement. And that was that was an Erdem dress. Yes. And also the, the official engagement shots, obviously she's wearing the floral Erdem dress. So that that's obviously a big contender and it's a name that we we've heard a lot. Now obviously we had um Eugenie and Beatrice in the Vogue shoot and they obviously gave an interview 
And talking about the dress, she said, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Obviously, she wasn't going to because it's, it's, it's a secret. But it's going to be a British-based designer. Now, looking back at some of the, you know, I, what I think have been her strongest looks, she's actually a brilliant ambassador for British fashion because she really does seem to just wear British labels with the one exception of a Harper's Bazaar shoot. And it was a photograph I'm not that familiar with. She looks absolutely incredible in a, in a pale pink tulle dress by Alberta Ferretti. And it ha it's embroidered with flowers. And I've got to say that I've completely changed my mind on what she should wear on her wedding day based on that picture. Because she always looks very good in structured dresses and I think they work really well for her. But this dress is actually something very, very different. So I think if she were to go for a kind of a combination of something fitted in the bodice and then with a kind of full tall skirt I think that would be absolutely incredible for her it is a stunning picture yeah. that one so um for those of you you will probably remember it. it's the main picture from the Harper's Bazaar shoot where they talked about a day a day in her life and um she talked quite quite nicely in that and then the the pictures that went with it were actually quite um opposite to the sort of my normal life yeah. going out going out and doing doing my normal day job i think she talks about doing her makeup in the car and not really liking high heels and, yeah, and, and that kind of thing took it to the other level for the shoot but it's very harper's bizarre very glamorous but she looks very very soft and feminine and i think that's i've changed my mind on what she probably will go for for her wedding day so the, the the floral embroidery down the alberta ferretti dress is is beautiful as well and the yes. the, the, the kind of the what would you call those cap cap sleeves yeah sort of loose so cap, cap sleeve. sleeved and because it's a sheer fabric it all just looks very light on her doesn't it she just looks really fresh and really feminine whereas of course a lot of the things we're used to seeing her in a much more structured um she has spoken about an eponine london dress that she wore for the queen's 90th birthday she has said that she it was a look that she particularly liked and actually it's a red dress and she always looks fabulous when she wears red because she wore a preen dress to ascot which she looked absolutely sensational in and in the past, we've seen her wearing a, a, an off-the-shoulder Vivian Westwood dress that really flattered her as well. But I think it's very unlikely she's going to be <laughs> married in red. So I'll move swiftly very on. That's unlike, not going to happen. No, very unlikely for red. But um, So it was in that same Harper's Bazaar interview, I think she said, you know, I wore this amazing Eponine dress for Granny's, you know, Granny's 90th Thanksgiving service. And it's just interesting when somebody is sort of put on the spot the, the things that spring to mind the dress that they remember and yeah she mentioned a green sandro dress as well but that didn't speak of it in quite such glowing terms she didn't say anything bad about it but it just sounded sort of a bit more run of the bit mill and normal so the the eponine dress if you if you don't remember it and it's to a certain extent there isn't any reason that you would it's not a standout showy dress she wasn't the main focus of attention that day but she did look very just very chic and just elegant and simple and, and actually the label they kind of they've been they've been around for for a while but they very much specialize in kind of that 50s 60s silhouette and she'd worn her hair to kind of match the dress that day so it's a kind it's a midi it's a it's a long sleeve red midi dress and it just has a cut out piece in the center and then two cut out pieces sort of towards the shoulder around the neckline so it's very very simple but then she kind of has her hair in a little side parting and she's got the the eyeliner and then the the kind of really small almost like a fascinator hat with a bit of netting and it's quite a 50s look and i think it, all of it together really worked and the preen dress is actually a very similar style. Similar for style. And I think she looks she does look really good in this fitted style. Again, it has a fitted 
kind of top half if you like and it's got a three-quarter sleeve and then a really full skirt she has a fantastic waist so it's really playing to her strengths and it's a style that really suits her because that's when looking at this sort of the alberta ferretti dress the the grand um the grand photo shoot which is you know grand part of um, one of the one of the palaces on you know sort of old fashioned furniture, but she is sitting down because I don't think she's a hugely tall lady. No, she's got a different figure to Kate and Megan, who are yes. sort of very sort of tall and slender. Whereas usually, I feel I feel quite. Um, similar to her, sort of, you know, she's got a very a perfectly nice figure. Yes, she has a, a very bit, womanly, very feminine she's figure. A bit of bosom. Yes, good waist. Yep, and and some hourglassish. Really. Yes, yeah, she's very hourglass, and that's why she does actually. When she gets it right, she looks absolutely amazing. So another name that's obviously been bandied around is Vivian Westwood because she's worn her before. I mean, not okay. always to the best. Not advantage. always to the best advantage, but we're not gonna we're not gonna linger on William and Kate's wedding because we weren't you know it wasn't her best look let's be honest but she wore it before to a sir elton john foundation dinner she wore again that i've mentioned it before the red off the shoulder dress um and that really really suited her vivian westwood knows how to cut for a woman she knows how to get you know to to flatter every curve so it would be an absolutely amazing choice and we know she does a wedding dress very famously from sex and city any fans out there oh yes we know she's good at those so I mean, it, I think it would be a match made in heaven. So Eugenie is a Sex in the City generation girl, you yes. have to say. So maybe that that is in, you know... So remind, remind us what the... Uh, can you picture the Sex in the City dress? I can't well, remember I it. just obviously remember the shot of her running. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go so well, the Sex in the City wedding. And she's kind of gathered up the hemline and she's running along. But it was... I mean, obviously, Sarah Jessica Parker is so tiny. But it's very, very westward. It was kind of corseted, cinched in at the waist... Uh, looks absolutely sensational and I think there's always that kind of element of emphasizing a woman's body isn't there she kind of celebrates curves so I think it would be absolutely fabulous to see her in something by Vivian I know we said we weren't going to dwell on um, Eugenie's look for William and Kate's wedding and obviously it was the hat that mainly stole the yeah. um, stole the headlines but I think it is actually worth um, remembering the dress itself a little I, it, it, it kind of reminds me of a peacock even though you know it's not actually got peacock detailing or anything like that but that kind of bold peacockish blue yeah and sort of the bit of purple and, and green in it There's, it's got a bit of a puffball skirt and then the, the top of it's sort of quite um, long, long-sleeved. I, think, and I mean, the fact that you've had to talk about three different elements already, there were too many things going on with that outfit. It has quite a tricky, tricky square neckline, which I think is very, very hard for anyone to pull off. I don't think it's particularly flattering. It doesn't matter what shape or size you are. That she was having a, a, a mare with that hemline. It kept moving around all over the place. It wasn't sitting properly. Um, the jacket... It was, had a pattern on it. There, there were bows as well. We also have three bows down the front of this jacket. There was just too much going on. But the thing that I would say is that it shows that she's not afraid to be a bit daring. No, and she loves things. fashion. She clearly is a lady that really, really enjoys fashion and loves getting dressed up. And you're right, she's not afraid to, to, um, to experiment and to take chances. So the, um, I think we saw that as well at Easter time. Do you remember the Oscar de la Renta yes, outfit? Yes, yes plain sort of black jacket I don't know whether it was part of the dress or whether it's a jacket over the top and then sort of this paint splattered style skirt yeah it was a bold choice it looked, and it really really worked on her it was, it was a, um, a risk that paid off 
It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. For a so family gathering. So really, it's very hard to predict what she will do because she doesn't stick. She doesn't have a formula. Like we, I mean, often when we talk about Megan, we talk about Megan's formula. And Kate has, you know, certain style tricks that she she will go back to time and time again. You don't really see that with Eugenie. So she could, you know, it, it's very very hard to predict what she'd choose. She does seem. When I was looking looking back over some pictures, just um, preparing for our chat. She does seem to have a bit of a 50s vibe going on quite a lot of the time. That sort of, um, it reminded me, oh, what's he called? It's Jonathan someone who dressed Kate when she landed uh, on her first tour and she's a sort of 1950s Jackie O style bold print type dress and then... um, Sorry, I can't, his name has gone right out of my head, but I love that look. Um, and then Eugenie's dress for the royal wedding was 1950. It, it made me yeah, it was feel quite like 60s. Sort of 90, yeah. 50s, 60s, Jackie O, yeah. you know, sort of, it was a pale blue, quite um, quite fitted, sort of knee length. Yeah, it was, by, it, it was 60s inspired. It's another, again, she opted to wear something by a British label. It's a British bespoke tailoring label, Gainsbourg, which you know, not that well known. So she obviously, she does her research. She doesn't always go for the obvious. It was kind of like a little 60s shift. And then she, with, with the kind of the pillbox hat, and then with her, you know, she kept it very, very simple. And again, I think she... She, it, those those kind of looks work for her. She can pull them off. Because I could, you know, when I was looking at this, I could see her wearing... It's quite fashionable now to wear a sort of... Um, almost like a prom dress style yep. wedding dress. You know, tight waist, big skirt. Feels like you're going to have a fun day. Yes. And then I remembered Victoria when we were talking about the run-up to um, Harry and Meghan's wedding about how grand a place St George's Chapel is and that you've got to have a dress... That it will needs to rise feel... to the sense of occasion, absolutely. And when you think about how Megan's dress, or Megan's veil, probably more specifically, filled that space, filled yep. that aisle, you know, I was trying to work out, could you, you know, could you get away with having something that wasn't full length? Because she does wear a lot of sort of midi and... I don't think so. I think it would look wrong. I think all the, the eyes of the nation, suddenly you see her walking down the aisle. I think it would be, I don't think it would fill the space and I don't think it would fit the sense of occasion. No royal ankles. No royal ankles on wedding day, please. Okay. All right. So we we've... We've got a few contenders we've talked about already. Yeah. Let's see what other names we can throw into the mix. Um, so, well, we should go back to Erdem because yeah. obviously kind of synonymous with the young royals since Kate went to Canada. Yeah. Um, also worn by Meghan. Usually he's worn Erdem a lot. Erdem was hotly and tipped to be Meghan's dress designer absolutely. and obviously wasn't. But then obviously she had that Canadian link, you see. We associate Meghan with Canada, so I think it made more sense. I personally, although it, she obviously loves Erdem and I think it would be a fabulous choice aesthetically, I don't think it would make sense. I don't think it's going to be Erdem. Not enough of a link and a connection? No, or? no. Okay, interesting. So Westwood... Westwood, I would love to see, yeah. And Westwood, she actually did come out and say that she would love to have designed, you know, one of the dresses, up, you know, for either Kate or for Meghan. So she's definitely up for having having uh, her dress walk down the aisle worn by a royal person. It's, it's interesting because, royal, you know, the royals can be divisive characters yep. for some people. I would imagine possibly less so in the fashion industry than 
than some places but like, you'd imagine there would still be some people who'd be like I'm not I'm not getting involved with the royal circus and I don't want to yeah I don't want to do it so if she's no she's up, definitely up for it so you never know she might have had the call um so the designer of um Eugenie's mum's dress Linka Chirac yes so obviously there's already been quite a lot of inspiration from her mum's sort of um wedding in terms of the engagement ring the engagement ring is very reminiscent yes of um of her mum's engagement ring would it be a step too far to I think it would be a really lovely thing to do and I think you know kind of from a from a mother-daughter angle, I think it would, it, I mean, it would abs- absolutely bring a tear to my eye. I think it would be a really, really lovely gesture. But Eugenie really does love her fashion. And I think a lot of planning has gone into this. And I think she's going to want to come up with something unique to her. So I would be surprised. That would be a lovely thing to do. I'd be very surprised. Because she has been quite into all of the sort of the throwback pictures on her Instagram. She has. She has. She's obviously going through a very emotional time. It brings up lots of feelings. You know, she's really looking forward to her big day, and she does seem to have this really, really close family, which is lovely to see. But I still, I, I would be surprised. Although it would be a lovely, lovely gesture. Okay. So, how about some other British designer names to throw into the mix? Alice Templey. Alice Templey. Yeah. Again, she is. You know designs absolutely beautiful wedding dresses very very feminine and obviously having said that I, I absolutely loved it in the really really pretty feminine Alberta Freddy dress then maybe that would be a, a really really good route for her to go because Alice Templey is all about the detail and it's lots of beading and embellishment and it's very very pretty and very very feminine so again that would be a good choice for her if she was to if she were to want you know to go down that route and sort of a lighter weight feel to yeah, it yeah it's all kind of beautiful lace and it's really all about the detail with Alice's dresses for an autumn wedding yes what do you think material wise you know what should what what should a bride be looking for for well I guess for winter you tend to associate the the kind of the later weddings with like a, a heavy duchess satin or the fabrics that kind of are lend themselves to to kind of a being warmer and to kind of being incorporated into a kind of long-sleeved, slightly more dramatic wintry gown. But I don't know. I still think she might surprise us and go for something that's kind of a bit lighter and a bit more a bit more sheer and delicate. Maybe with a little bonus wrap if she needs it for See, her little I uh, her carriage think, procession. I always think the best thing about having a wedding that wasn't in the summer would be the fact that you get to incorporate another element. I would have some kind of jacket or kind of faux fur... Um, throw slung over my shoulders I think it would be a perfect excuse to add another element I was a bridesmaid for a friend and she literally cut up a rug from Debenhams <laughs> and to turn into a, a wrap for her and uh, wraps for the bridesmaids and I've worn that any number of times since including for a March wedding when I lent it to the bride because she was absolutely frozen it looked lovely in the pictures there you go. well listen Eugenie if you're listening there's a little the top tip, tip for you there yeah. Yeah. cut up a rug yep. it's fine um so Alice Templey and so I guess the thing with Alice Templey as well is it she does have like an affordable range as well she is she is someone who other brides would be like oh I'm inspired I might want to incorporate her into my wardrobe she she possibly less so yes no I think Alice Templey is more attainable and as you say she does actually have a cheaper range of dresses as well um, same goes for Jenny Packham. Jenny Packham, her she has a bride um, a range that she does for Debenhams that's phenomenally successful, um, and actually she was celebrating thirty years of designing 
wedding dresses and beautiful couture dresses recently and she did show her bridal collection in London and it did make me think about her again and I was thinking actually that I mean it would be a plausible choice for her we know that the royals love Jenny Packham Kate Middleton obviously being a huge fan of hers um, but again I, I don't know I associate Jenny Packham with Kate and mm-hmm. therefore I think that might be the reason why she doesn't choose her and that would be the only one because obviously she is an amazing designer I associate her with sequins possibly because some of the high street range that was in the um, in, in Debenhams there were a few you know if you ever wanted to have like a one of those amazing gold full sequin dresses the kind of thing that Shirley Bassey would probably wear <laughs> there Jenny were Pac- a few of those Jenny she Pac- does Pac- do stuff that's more pared back as well but I I do know what you I do know I, what you mean. I did I did quite hanker after one, but it really didn't suit me. So <laughs> I'm not sure quite where I would have worn it, possibly for recording this podcast, but there we go. Um right. Who else can we think about? Preen. Preen. Obviously, um the design duo behind that Justine Thornton and Taya Bragazzi. Um been in the media a lot lately they're really really having a bit of a moment very very successful brand that just seems to be going from strength to strength um eugenie and the duchess of cambridge have worn dresses by preen on numerous occasions there's one that kate likes so much she's got it in two different colors she's got it in red and in black it's a fabulous dress it's one of the if you had one of those dresses in your wardrobe Mm. it would be your go-to with that nice little sort of asymmetric neck on it yeah and again really fitted at the waist which would absolutely suit eugenie um, and again, one of the looks we've already talked about, she wore print to Ascot this year. It was the red dress that we discussed with the, with the, sh- the three-quarter length sleeve. And she looked fabulous in it. So I think, I think Prina are a strong contender. Mm. Um, Ferretti we've discounted. Eponine, what, what more can you sort of tell us about them? Are they... Well, actually... Eugenie has brought me to their attention. They weren't really on my radar, I've got to be honest with you. Um, they, again, we said they really specialise in that very elegant 50s and 60s silhouette. And we know she likes that. And she's already flagged up that that red eponine dress was one of her favourites. So there are quite a few hints there that... I have never seen a bridal dress. That's the thing. It's, mm. very, it's kind of more day wear. So it would be a, a departure for them, but it would be an interesting one. And of course, we, as we talked about in the last episode, that it is going to be a two-day extravaganza. Ah, oh, there's course. potential for three different outfits. Maybe you know, a day a day dress for the the ceremony and the formal reception with the queen. Yes. Then an evening dress, so as we saw, Meghan had could very well crop up across the wedding weekend it doesn't necessarily have to be that they have been these designers have been chosen to design the actual wedding dress and then a dress to wear on the dodgems on the saturday for the party (laughs) (laughs) the dodgem dress the dodgems dress who would would design that not fretty (laughs) (laughs) oh well you know the the skirt would fly out a treat on the uh definitely be a photo opportunity um so one British designer we've definitely well hang on two more names to throw into the mix McQueen we should probably talk about we should so she as I said she's worn McQueen before it was a red dress um midi length she looked really really fabulous in it but again listen you talk about McQueen and what does what does the whole world think about they hate exactly thank you so I think it would be I think it would be surprising okay but hmm interesting so it's a shame though when you you know it's that kind of thing of oh 
they've got there before me. They've they've claimed this as their own. Well, again, because another designer that is really, really renowned for understanding the female figure and is Stella McCartney. She's a British name, and she's obviously we know that she's chosen a British designer. But because she designed that second the second dress that Meghan wore, again we associate her with Meghan and Harry's wedding. So does that mean that when she goes through the list of designers, she instantly strikes Stella off? I don't know. I don't know how it works. No, I don't know. And because I, well, I did, I did wonder. Well, maybe. That's why Megan's not worn any more McCartney since. Maybe because you know she did look fa- she did look fabulous in that dress. I Can- absolutely loved that dress. I mean, I've, anyone that's listened to these podcasts will know that I talk <laughs> about that dress a lot. I thought it was absolutely perfect for that moment when they stepped out and they got into that car. I mean, they both looked absolutely perfect. Um, again, I absolutely, I really respect Stella because she it's all about the cut. She has a, obviously a very very strong eye on fashion and design but she also really has that deep understanding of how to cut for a woman and I think those two elements would come together really really well to design an absolutely amazing wedding dress um one other name that I'll just throw in um Roxanda who again we know from Kate but usually has worn her before I think it's a sort of a dusky blue with a bit of she has it's another she's another designer that I really really love and she is having a bit of a moment um also, she tends to use quite heavy fabrics, and she is quite a modest designer. You tend to see her do design lots of dresses with a sleeve, albeit a short sleeve or a long sleeve. Her hemlines tend to be mid to midi to floor length. So actually, for the time of year, mm. and the fact that she does design very, very um, chic, kind of almost 50s dresses... Oh, maybe, maybe you've got, oh. you've stuck oh, on something pulled, here. Pulled one out of the bag at the end. <laughs> you really have. Because there are a lot of elements to think about, aren't there? For, you know, you want to have your dream dress, yeah. number one. You think it's going to be simple, but it, it's not. I mean, I, listen, I, I didn't get married in a big white dress, so I, I've, I haven't had to go through this, but I've been through this with lots and lots of friends. And you start, this, your starting point is never where you end up. Mm. Now, imagine that you're going to get married in three weeks' time and the whole world is going to be looking at you, then that's a whole different consideration and you have to take into account your surroundings the the fact that everybody's looking at you there's so many different factors so I mean you know it hasn't been easy for her so one thing that one sort of thing that keeps coming through as well florals seem to be a bit of a recurring theme for her in the in the patterning I mean whether I mean we saw them incorporated into Kate's dress in the form of lace we saw them incorporated into Megan's look in the form of the veil yes so what else we got? Left? Beading, we've got beading Embroidery, and sequins. Sequin. I'd be surprised if maybe I saw not sequins. Sequin. Let's leave that to Strictly Come Dancing. But there are lots of other ways that you can embellish a gown. And actually, going back to sorry, I'm really boring you with this pretty dress, but it really is amazing. We have a picture <laughs> out. We just keep looking at it. <laughs> I just keep looking at it, thinking, why can't you be mine? And <laughs> um, it has a contrasting floral embellishment on it, but that could just as well have been a white on a white or a cream on a cream. So there are ways of incorporating with embroidery so yeah then maybe that's something that she goes for and then it's a, even if you've decided on the dress then you've got to figure out the veil yep or maybe I, I, I would be I still would be fascinated to know whether Megan figured out the veil before she figured out the dress yep um and in fact, with the upcoming, you know, museum collection display that I'm hoping we might get down to at some stage, <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Know. And if we do go, then we'll definitely take the podcast on tour. Um, uh, yeah, so the because the, the elements have to work together, otherwise it all ends up a bit of a, 
Yeah, because mess. we all know that you know you can have a really amazing dress, and then if 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 the tiara or the headpiece doesn't work, that it can kind of kill the outfit really. So there'll be lots of people working very hard together at the moment to make sure that this combination really works. And something tells me I think she's really really go- going to smash it. I think so. I'm quite yeah. excited now. Yeah, me too. Um, in terms of tiaras, I was looking back a bit through the uh, through the archives. Um, just to, <gasps> plenty just to, see to choose there, from. Plenty to choose no. from. I mean, um, to be fair, Megan kind of pulled one out from the down the back of the dusty yeah, old cupboard did. that no one had really predicted. I no. don't think the Queen Mary lozenge bando, which was just perfect and yes. absolutely incredible. With and her, again, I wonder if that's just once they've once you've done the groundwork and they know they've decided on the dress. Is it then a question, as you say, of going through the archives and just thinking what's going to work? And because Megan's dress was very understated, I think she was definitely drawn to the more elaborate tiara design. Full bling. So I think it very much depends on what this dress is going to look like, whether she's got to bring out the big guns or whether she's going to be choosing one of the more subtle, kind of understated tiaras. Because there is that thing about, you know, you, you start from a point that really matters to you yeah. or that you find first and fall in love with. Obviously, that's your groom, first and foremost. <laughs> You'd <laughs> but, hope so. But, but in terms of your outfit for your wedding day, you do then, you know, you, you find the one bit that, and then build, build everything out around it, I found anyway. So I wonder, because, so her mum's tiara was commissioned specifically for Sarah Ferguson for her wedding day is um, a gift from the Queen and Prince Philip. She did continue to wear it throughout her throughout her marriage and after after they'd split up as well. Um, so it's not been seen, I think, for about 15 years or so. But think it's still in her personal collection. Well, it, it would be a nice... It would be nice. I mean, it's quite... Um, uh, it's quite a sort of a, a frilly, curlicue sort of... Um, prince, it's quite princessy and delicate... And, and quite of a time, so it may not lend itself necessarily. But I think I think you could get away with it if you know if the rest of the outfit works with it and isn't too beaded and yeah. all of the all of the many things that were mm. going on in in Sarah Ferguson's dress. Um, so you could imagine if that is family heirloom on my wedding day. I want to wear my mum's tiara, or my mum has said, "Would you like to wear my tiara?" Um, and then you would start from start from there and that would I mean that would be a lovely thing to do as well I mean how much information do you think we're going to get I mean obviously we're going to find out who the designer is but I don't think we ever get to really know how they've tackled this and and where the concepts come from do we but it would be really lovely to know but then we say that but then Eugenie and Beatrice they've both spoken they've talked more they've talked about their fashion they've maybe got a bit more license yeah, to discuss so maybe we'll these things find out more detail um so you know it would it would be interesting to know and I I guess it depends what they say to their designer people you know how much license they have to talk Mm. about it because you know certainly the team around the previous wedding dresses they've had you know an amount of time with an approved outlet which has then been pulled to the rest of the media to get a get a flavor of it but then not dine out on it forevermore because they want you know clearly the royals value um discretion yes so that's the word <laughs> so splamming about it everywhere repeatedly is probably not the no. not the look but if you know if Eugenie is talking about about whatever else and they have to work harder to raise awareness of the causes that they're interested in and if they're doing interviews talking about you know Eugenie obviously cares deeply about the scoliosis society because yes. of her 
her own experience and she shared her she shared her x-rays i've not i've not noticed before she shared her x-rays on instagram for sort of scoliosis awareness day wow so if she's using you know an interview as a vehicle to raise awareness and the way to do that is to talk about you know what what she did for her wedding day and realistically if you've had a fabulous day and are madly in love with your husband then why wouldn't you want to carry on talking about your wedding and exactly. all of the fabulous bits of it as often as possible um so yeah I, anyway i would i would happily bore on about my wedding day <laughs> should we do a podcast on just about my wedding day yeah. I'll, bring, I'll bring my Let's album in yeah. we can we can talk through my, yeah. my my look but i was also so looking through the other um the other tiaras there weren't actually that many that i thought were obviously nicer than Sarah Ferguson's if that makes sense or obviously more fitting if yes. you like so I really like Princess Anne's tiara which Zara wore for her wedding it sort of looks a little bit like something out of Star Trek <laughs> although that may <laughs> that might be mainly because of um Princess Anne's hair sort of very bouffant hair in the one picture that I saw her um wearing it in but it's quite um simple and sort of str- straight I guess there were quite a few others that were very tall and sort of fringy they're the, they're the stars that camilla tends to wear quite a lot they're quite large yes and given that usually tends to wear relatively small hats yes, the more does. pillbox pillbox style or sort of a more discreet sort of um the slanty ones Wait, does she even have to wear one she doesn't have no. to wear one do you think she will i mean maybe she won't maybe she will take a, a more modern approach a little mini top hat yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, they are beautiful, though. Mm. And if you've got the opportunity to wear one... Oh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'd be there. But I'm just thinking, you know, she might she might just change it up and not wear one at all. Well, of course, her mother wore flowers around her hair. You didn't actually see the tiara until See, that's what later. I'm thinking. When you're talking about it, I'm finding it hard to picture it because I can just remember those flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. But then, again, sometimes you think, oh, I really want to have this element of my outfit and then when you find something else you find it doesn't really work at all i didn't have a veil i thought you know i want i quite wanted to have a veil but it just just it didn't suit me no. didn't suit the dress i liked it was just not just not right hmm. so all right let's make predictions time now so oh, we're gonna go for I'm... go for a look should i go first yes so i'm gonna go for something um quite sort of solid and structured underneath with a big tall style overlay so that you get the warmth of the autumn with the delicateness of our favorite yes. alberta ferretti dress yeah i think i tend to agree with you i think something i think she will have the structure on the top and the structure to really emphasize her waist because i think she really does understand what suits her and then i think you will have this well i hope to see a very dramatic tall floor length skirt very similar to my favorite <laughs> ever Alberta Freddy dress <laughs> <laughs> I have not stopped talking about um so and which designer which designer are you going to go for now because see I like the idea of the Westwood I really do but I, I don't know I, I don't know if I'm right but I like the idea of it so I'm sticking with it okay I'm, go- I'm going Eponina Roxander I'm going un- unexpected I think you could be right with your Roxander you know but then I mean Megan surprised us all <gasps> didn't she yeah so, and they're really good at keeping these things secret. I know. How do they do it? Oh, how annoying. Yeah. Well, only three weeks until we find out. Yep. So that's exciting. If you've got your own predictions about what you think um, Eugenie might wear or what you would like to see her wearing, 
um, then do let us know. Pod save the queen at Trinity Mirror dot com um we've really enjoyed chatting about dresses but we should probably go back and do our, <laughs> do do our actual day jobs now um but we'll be back with another episode of pod save the queen very soon thank you for joining us pod save the queen 